Here we go, Marge on the Lamb, Season 5, Episode 6. And now, to do our wonderful cold open, the man with the 6th lowest blood iron score in the Western Hemisphere, Shane Lynch. Let the bears pay the bear tax. I pay the homer tax. Now let's give it up for Table 5! Ah, 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 Table 5, Table 5, ah, 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 Table 5! See, he may have anemia, but he has wonderful, wonderful cold opens. Thank you, Shane. That was a great line. Yeah, no one likes paying taxes. No one likes no. paying taxes. But what do taxes do anyways, aside from pay for our health care here in Canada and police and firefighters? And education. Education, roads, paramedics. Snow removal. No help. No help. For, it's them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's them fat cat bureaucrats up on Parliament Hill. I don't know what I'm talking mm. about. But there are stupid people who think like that, which is kind of actually pretty sad when you uh, really think about it. Um, had a lot of fun with our last one. Got a love of Treehouse, and we get Marge on the Lamb here, which is kind of like our first real fun Marge episode, eh? It's probably, yeah, this is going to be the best Marge episode to date, for sure. I wonder if during the time between season four and five, like the pitch areas and, you know, when they were coming up with fresh stories, if they really thought, you know what? We really haven't done a March episode very well. The one where she goes to jail in the last season gets really, aside from the great opening with the Osaka flu, it's kind of a dumb episode. And then they had the whole, you know, they were packing beef against each other because Julie Kavner didn't think that the Krusty gets canceled thing with having all the guest stars on was going to be good and they didn't give her a line mm -hmm. in the show. Maybe they finally hashed all the beef, just like everyone did in It's Always Sunny. They hashed, they squashed their beefs and they just said, you know what, let's really give Marge a good episode plus let's add in phil hartman here because you know we've had him do stuff before with lionel hutz and troy mcclure and others but we really haven't let him shine so this almost feels like it's doing justice for for two characters right in a way yeah well marge was our least favorite character last season right mm -hmm. that's what we voted on mm -hmm. um so this is yeah this is a, a comeback story in terms of writing yeah marge has won two i guess lost if whichever way you want to look at it as the worst character for two of the four seasons, full seasons that we've done so far. Um, and I kind of like to look at this one because we're in like the parody era right now. We've seen a lot of parodies at the beginning of season five. We're kind of in the era to, or I guess starting the era, I should say, of the side storyline for side characters really being able to step up. Like we never had a Lionel Hutz episodes like, like this. Like if you go back to season three to have Lionel Hutz, in an episode like he like he is here, like the way they they feature him here, never would have happened. Not a chance. It was still like family, family, family. It's got to be one of the, I guess you can't really count Maggie. So the four of Marge, Homer, Bart, Lisa, it's got to be them. Got to be them. This is kind of the era where we start to really get to explore the side characters and the and the nuances and stuff like that of all the other people around um, Springfield. My big my big basset hound right now. Eating ass hard. Oh, she's eating ass hard. She's going to town, uh, licking <laughs> bunghole. Um, that is TMI, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we. This was also the fake uh, murder mystery podcast. This is my first one, I think. This is what I used. Yeah, that's right. It is the first one with the antique cans. Yeah, that's right. Because you kind of did the uh, sort of... Uh, I don't know if it's a parody or a mimic, whatever you want to call it, of the like the guy who voices the end um, from Dragnet. 
uh, which is the end of what I'm getting confused myself, confused here with parody on parody here. But yeah, you, you, that's what you did. Um, sure. Now this one, like I said, it, it, this is kind of like the coming out party for for Lionel Hutz in a way. I guess he was kind of featured in uh, um, the the last Marge episode, uh, but mm-hmm. this one and the Trio Horror episode. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so too. But this one here is, uh, you know, a, a real coming out party for both Hutz and Phil Hartman as a voice actor on the show. Now, this is a tough question, but if you had to pick, you can only have, in the Simpsons universe, you can only have Hutz episodes or Troy McClure episodes. Which do you pick? Uh, I think I would go with Troy McClure. I do really, because those can fit into any episode. Because he's on TV, right? Right. So, now, he, uh, yeah, Lionel Hutz has to be more actually ingrained into the story and actually be there for a reason. Um, I just think because of that reason, you can do Troy McClure more often. I think McClure has more in terms of the, the one-liners that they gave him, and the episode, of course, where he marries Selma is fantastic. But I think you can shoehorn in Hutz... You know, like they they do, and they even keep making a reference. Like, why do we keep using this guy? He's a terrible lawyer. But there are things that uh, you can use him in, and like this, he's not he's not doing anything in the realm of law. He's acting as a babysitter because he's a, he's a shyster. He could have really, I think, been Gil. You could have put him in certain situations where he's doing side jobs, like he does when when Marge ends up joining him uh, in the, in his real estate team. That's kind of weird. Now that actually, I think about it, the amount they should of times, make them brothers. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Actually, when you really think about it, how many times a Marge episode has Lionel Hutz revolving in it? I don't know if that was just a dynamic that they went to cause it worked or cause they, they didn't want to try anything else. I don't know, but I think that Hutz, yeah, they're because he's such a weirdo and such a, like a, a grease ball, kind of like, um, what's his name? Saul better call Saul. Kind of, kind of like that, but even more greasier. You can kind of, mm-hmm. you can kind of put him into different scenarios. So I think I'd take Huts over Troy McClure. It's, it's weird to say that you'd lose all those magical, uh, fictional movies that he appeared in. But I think I gotta, I think I gotta take Huts. Luckily, we have both, or we did. Luckily, for we a did. Yes. Time. Yeah, and uh, a good old. Um, uh, this is this is an appropriate time that it should be to say, uh, screw Andy Dick, you piece of shit. Uh, it was his fault that. Phil Hartman's wife relapsed and ended up killing him because of that on drugs. Um, did you ever hear the story about how John Lovitz, after that happened, punched Andy Dick out somewhere? Uh, no, I did not. Did you read that in one of the tell-all books, or was that said this floating online? I can't remember. I want. I don't think it was in any of the tell-all books, but I, I do know I've heard that when John Lovitz found out that it was Andy Dick whose fault it was that uh, uh, Phil Hartman's wife relapsed into drugs, ended up killing Phil. He he knocked him out cold. Like, you don't think of John Lovitz as a fighter. He's a pretty lovable, friendly guy, everyone seems to say. But apparently he popped Andy Dick good, which, uh, thank you. Um, I didn't even know that it was Andy Dick's fault for a long time. But I, I just didn't like him because he's a terrible human being anyways. Yeah. But to add him on... And obviously his wife are to blame. Yeah. Whose wife? Andy's wife? Oh, oh Phil's... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Screw Andy Dick. Hey, he's right up there with Coke Nail's grandpa. Uh, what are your actual memories, though, of this episode? I remember really, really liking this one uh, when I was growing up because you really have three things going on at once. You have Marge's uh, storyline with Ruth and Marge becoming 
you know, kind of her own person. Uh, even though they tried that with Streetcar, it didn't really work because the episode was kind right. of a bumhole. Uh, you have the dynamic with Homer and Wiggum and two imbeciles together, which is always fun. It was great. I, they should, it's too bad they didn't do that more often, but yeah. Yeah, they really didn't. It was another thing that they really went back to. Uh, it's kind of like a Dumb and Dumber thing before. This was like right when Dumb and Dumber would have been in production. So uh, yeah, it hits, hits the nail on the head there. And then you have the Huts as the, as the babysitter for Bart and Lisa, and you get some real insight into how this guy's backstory might be way deeper than that they've led on to that he's got some weird things going on so you got a lot coming together here in this episode i loved this one when i was a kid uh so i'm gonna go in pretty heavy here and give it a 9.7 how about yourself uh, i always did like this episode i thought it was well written obviously a lot of parodies going on here um a lot of good gags good character good writing yeah uh this is up until this point, this is, you know, it's going to be the best Marge episode that we've seen. Uh, obviously, that's not saying much, but it's not like this is a mediocre Marge episode either. Like, this is a just a good episode. Doesn't even have to be associated with Marge necessarily. Um, so I feel you on the high nines. So I'm going to go in with a 9.6. 9 points, uh, yeah. And see where we go from there. I, I, I can visualize all the gags already, and they're great. Um, maybe there's a few that I have missed, but that's the whole point of rewatching it. I haven't rewatched this in a bit. Yeah, you know? it's been it's been a bit for this one for me as well. And um, come to think of it, when you say like this is the best March episode, this is a candidate for the best March episode of all time. Read up, read up there with Realty Bites, um, as well as the one where she becomes a cop. Are probably the top three off the top of my head uh, that I can think of. So when do we get the freaking guns? guns? Yes, indeed. Well, I told you. You tell me your name. Not till you tell me your name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to I've that. Had it up to here with your freaking rules. Yeah. Oh God. Whoever wrote that, thank that's, you so yeah, much. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And uh, the team who wrote this one, thank you as well. So let's get right into it. Let's see if we're we're right on our fond memories of March on the Lamb. Here we go. In three, two, one. Let's go. Alrighty. This one came out back on November fourth, nineteen ninety three. I was looking up stuff for this date. I got, found something kind of funny. Gave me a chuckle. So on this date, November fourth, ninety three, a newspaper in England had to pay. This celebrity, who's looked like somebody's grandmother for the past 30 years, they had to pay him over a half a million dollars because they lied about what he eats. What celebrity is it, you think? I can't think of anyone. That sounds absurd. Who, who was it? It was Elton John. <laughs> oh, okay. They lied wow. about his diet and they had to pay over half a million in a libel suit. That's ridiculous. So... This is a great opening, but who were they making fun of here? Is there a specific comedian that would tell these stupid jokes in this deadpan? Like, who is who is this? Uh, I vaguely remember the commentary that they, they did say. It was a combination, I think, of a few comedians of the time that, you know, it was just really kind of dry humor. Um, yeah. I love that, Homer, that, that stupid TV, be more funny. That is That is a meme that works for so many shows. Like, two broke girls, two and a half men... Big Bang, that Barb Hart's Abishola show, or whatever it's called. You might remember me from such telethons as Out with Gout 88 and Let's Save Tony Orlando's. <sighs> I forgot that Troy's also in this. Yeah, they just went full on Phil Hartman in this. How? How did they come up? Like, that is, first of all, to, I know there's like a lot of charity stuff in the late 80s, mid to late 80s and stuff, but like, Out with, <laughs> Out with Gout 88 and. 
let's save Tony Orlando's house. Like, that, how? That's just brilliant. Absolute brilliant. That's true. Where are the Geraldos? Where are the Eubanks's? They need our support. Besides, they gave me two tickets to the ballet. And like this. You like ballet? Marjorie, please. I enjoy all the meats of our cultural stew. Uh, how? How sure. did you come? <laughs> yeah. Don't whoever came up with that idea that Homer thinks that ballet is a bear wearing a Shriner's hat driving around in a little car. You you should pay that person immediately a million dollars and say just keep pumping it out. Just that. Yeah. You you can't write. And the that. fact that he's lost in his own imagination. Singing the song. And yes. the fact that Marge doesn't care. Yeah. It's like it's something commonplace. Good gag. Yeah. What an opening here. Unbelievable first like minute of this episode. You promised. You can't back out like when you volunteered for that army experiment to avoid dinner at my sister's. Mr. Simpson, you do realize this may result in hair loss, giddiness, and the loss of equilibrium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me the syrup. <laughs> I love how that kind of explains Homer's hair loss, but yeah. It kind of muddles with some other stuff yeah. they've already established. Yeah. It's still funny, though. Yeah, it is still a good joke. But he would go to that extreme to get out of seeing Patty and Selma. Oh, yeah, that's not... Uh, he does that. He goes to a different dimension to escape them. And the fact that Lenny also thinks it's the bear in the little car. Like, that's a callback to an amazing... That's an amazing callback to an amazing joke within the span of, like, 45 seconds. Did you uh, ever try Crystal Pepsi? Yeah, but for some reason I couldn't like get over the fact that it was just regular Pepsi, and like I was like, oh, this tastes different. It's like no, it's it's the same thing. It just doesn't have the brown. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> have you ever tried to steal something from a vending machine? Oh yeah, at my old work, everyone did it. There was actually dents in the floor from everyone shaking it. It worked. Like you could actually get it out. Yeah, all the time. Without having to pay. Like, it's not like you had to shake things out that were stuck. Like, you just get shit out. Oh, no, no. You just shake them out. There was some stuff that were loose. Um, but people have died that way. Yeah, like... The vending machines fall on them, and that's it. Just like Homer yeah. in the last season, the clip show. It was an older vending machine. But, uh... Yeah, it was always a good day when you shook it and you got, like, a chocolate bar or something. This may be hard to believe, but I'm trapped inside two vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved that as a kid. It was like, part of you want to be like, how did he dial the phone? Or pay for the phone? This is clearly a pay phone. But it's like, who cares? It's just, that's fantastic. Yeah. That you were calling to somebody to tell them you're trapped in two vending machines. And the last time we get to see Ruth. Yeah, I wonder if they, did they bring, I don't know. Maybe I guess we'll find out eventually, but they probably brought her back in the oh, later season. One of the bum seen. seasons, yeah. Yeah. I like how the ballet's held at a high school gym on the basketball court. Uh, probably not a huge budget. <laughs> yeah, see, it's probably some Russian ballet, so... And the fact that Murd's, uh, Mr. Burns has his own He's a sweet, yeah, he's a in, sweet it's it's a high school high school. <laughs> That's a good gag, yeah. That's pretty sweet. That would have been right around the era of the, the smashing basketball nuts, because that's what Shaq did, was right around this time. 
<laughs> yeah, you laugh about that joke, and then you realize you get older, and like Marge, you're yeah. like, you're Marge. Plus, she has two kids, you know? Yeah. I love that Homer's visualization still has Maggie with the pacifier. And that he's yeah, the, the exact same head, and, and that he yeah. and that he's able to yeah. shoot stuff out of the vending machine while still being <laughs> that would be things. Homer's superpower if he's yeah. This is never easy to say. <laughs> I'm gonna have to saw your arms off. Don't grow back, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Homer, are you just holding on to the? I love how Homer just accepts it too. Like not only accepts it that they'll grow back, that Buddy just starts the power saw up. And oh, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I lose my arms. Okay. I envy you and Homer. Thank you. <laughs> if you ever met my ex-husband, you'd understand. All he ever did was eat, sleep, and drink beer. Your point being? And to top it off, he's been stiffing me on child yep, support just like for like four months. Uh, well, you were unlucky. But there are a lot of good men out there. Yeah, Drake's got the, um... Was it the hot sauce? Trick? How, what? What are you talking about? Putting the hot sauce in the rubber after he's done, so he doesn't have any kids. I know you didn't yeah. believe me about the vending machines. Is that real? Are you making are you, are you making shit up here? Oh, uh, that's probably just internet uh, folklore. Yeah. Rescuing your husband, a lumberyard burned down. Don't lumber has a million. Fantastic line. I'm disappointed. Oh, Drake should be on hot ones. <laughs> sure, there you go. And they could bring that up. Anyway, and they'll give him a wing filled with a hot sauce flavored or hot sauce filled condom. <laughs> Uh, oh, yes, I used to show this to my wife all the time, saying this is gonna be me. <laughs> oh, Marge, we should do this every Thursday. Marge, I got sprayed by the skunk. Oh, look, it's doing it again. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. That's such an amazing image. That he's wearing, a, for some reason, he's wearing a bathing suit. He's got a no fat checks shirt, and that he's picked mm. up the skunk that carried it in to show Marge that it sprayed him. You ever been sprayed by a skunk? Nope, my dogs now, almost did recently though. I'm not sure. Yeah, dogs always find baby skunks for some reason. Will you bring me back something? Yeah, my idiot, my one of my idiots tried to chase both a skunk, well, chase a skunk under a car and a raccoon up a tree on the same walk a couple of nights ago. Wow, that's an adventure. nice. <laughs> Tonight has nothing to do with this is a nice little gag here, nice misdirection. And then the callback to there's a lot of callbacks within the episode here. Yeah. Wiggum doing it and then Lenny with the bear in the little car. Fantastic. I used to be so into Guns N' Roses in the grade school. Guns N' Roses has possibly the best debut album of any band of all time, and then it went all downhill from there. <laughs> like use your illusion one and two are okay. But then after that it's just like Axel just self-destructive. Yeah, most bands go that way. What are those British idiots who can't get along? You know what I'm talking? Uh, I can't think of the name, the band uh, from the '90s. That could be a band name, the British idiots. British idiots. <laughs> I love how this implies that Lenny's married. The <laughs> He's definitely not. No, and Burns acting like a 13-year-old girl on the phone. Yeah, that gif right there. Everyone uses that when they're like trying to call someone. Yep. Oasis, that's something I know. That's one of those bands. Oh, okay. And since when does Homer have a green, like, little jacket? Didn't he wear that when they went to uh, Spinal Tap? Did he wear that? Oh, I think you're right. No, 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 no. No, that was the Billy Beard jacket. Or was it the same one? 
Always do opposite of what Bart says. I love that. Kids do need a babysitter. Bless that I love how he knows <laughs> the yeah, he has the knowledge Don't of the card that's been used before. Here you go. No. Mr. Simpson, I was like just this is just amazing. And I couldn't help overhearing that you need a baby. Rummaging through the garbage. Course, being a highly skilled attorney, my fee is $175 an hour. We pay $8 for the night and you can take two popsicles out of the freezer. Three. Two. Okay, two. And I get to keep this old birdcage. Done. Uh, hold on a sec. Just pause <laughs> it. Just pause it for a second right now. Just pause <laughs> it for a second. That might be the greatest dialogue in the history of this show. First of all, why is Hutz rummaging through the garbage? That's an amazing that he's there and that he heard that they need a babysitter. He demands $175 a night and Homer's counter is $8 for the entire night and two popsicles. The fact that he goes to, the, to just two popsicles out of the freezer is amazing to go along with that. He gets that dented birdcage though. Yeah, and then he goes for the... Implying they had a bird. Yes, Anyways. implying that... I, see, I'm not even there yet. There's still brilliance to that. The, Hutz replies with three... And Homer says two, not willing to budge. And Hutz accepts the deal on the condition that, like you said, there's a dented birdcage, like you said, and implies that the Simpsons have or had a bird. And it's just sitting out there on their curb. And Hutz does it. And that he's proud of the fact that he negotiated that deal. The, I, I, it boggles my mind. Like, we're, not, we're still in the first act here. or No, we're in the second act now. We're in the second act now. Uh, the amount of brilliance... That we have seen in this episode from like the, the the dialogue, the gags, the misdirections, the callbacks, like they th these guys just must have been on some sort of um, masterful hallucinogenic to come up with the the brilliant stuff that they came up with here. Absolutely fantastic. Let's get back to it. So Marge and Ruth are just arriving at Shock Kickers. Another great misdirection with the sign. You ever been line dancing? Oh, I'm so bad at it. It's fun. But I like to make an ass of myself. Hey, baby. Feel like getting lucky? I am lucky. I have my wife used to dance, so she knows how to do all the stuff like that. I can't figure it out. Oh, yeah, I got two left feet. Yeah. That misdirection there seems like a shittier yeah. version <laughs> yeah. of um, Knifey Spoonie. Mm, that's true. It's like Knifey Spoonie Light. Uh, the bar flies. We're phasing out the games. People drink less when they're having fun. Oh. sure. Like lawyers work in big skyscrapers and have secretaries. Look at him. He's wearing a belt. That's Holly. Oh, I love his like hobo um, long johns he's wearing in the stained shirt. That's great. That's a good set of the hate box. Yeah. Yeah. This is a strange, random joke. What are you doing here? I'm uh, here with my nephews. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, yes. Woohoo! I love how they're almost out of magazines. Yeah, and they have Jet with. And there's no way Apu would Homer kick, would kick Homer for that. What was it you wanted to show? Ah, maybe he would. Yeah, you can't watch it for free. Or read it for free, rather. Marge, I'd never turn a gun on a human being. My husband, on the other hand. Ah, oh, the cans. On, you try it. No, I couldn't. Yeah, just breathe slowly and squeeze the. 
even the fact with this, you think this is just a thing that's like Marge is showing, or like being a rebel a bit, but the fact that this crazy guy, like this 19th century prospector in a red stocking and pajamas, comes out of nowhere with his uh, with a pitchfork. Man, I think I'm gonna have to give this episode a 10. I'm not kidding. Like This, this is, is one of the best, that, okay, that is one of the best gags ever. People, everyone knows what that like, is. It comes out of nowhere. And okay, it's my antique it's just a weather station. Smash it good. Yeah. <laughs> I say it all the time while if I smush yeah. something. And then I go over to her and say, you got you know, real pretty hair. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't get it because she's ignorant. Me too. Look, you can see our houses. There's an awful lot of black smoke coming from my <laughs> Mr. Hutz, why are you burning all your personal papers? As of this moment, Lionel Hutz no longer exists. Say hello to Miguel Sanchez. Brilliant. Absolute brilliance. What a great voice. Yeah, his delivery there. Like, the way he, like, he, he swings his voice up and down for things. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. The old makeup place. Hey, a new weather station. I'll bash it good. Like, he's a baseball, like a club out of nowhere. I forgot that's why Wiggum's up there. He is his own moonshine. My wife's having a girl's night out. I just get one of those inflatable women, but make sure it's a woman though. Because one time I. Oh man, that joke is different when you're an adult. Yeah, I, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Like, what the hell was Wiggum doing? I missed you, Marge. Huh? The left satellite's a little smaller than the right one. <laughs> Such nonsense. I think they want us to stop. But a great reason for Wickham wanting to pull somebody over. Looks like we got ourselves an old-fashioned car chase. Fantastic. Yeah, callback. good callback. Yep. That is just great. Alright, I'm pretty sure the third act is just as strong as the first two. If... Indeed, it is the way I remember it, and even if there are some things that I don't remember that are great, this has a great pacing. The, the pacing is fantastic. This has this is a candidate to be the most underrated episode of all time. Remember when I said my ex-husband was behind on his child support? Now all the even things up, I kind of stole his car. That's just fair, realistically. Marge, you're the level-headed friend I never had. See, everyone needs a crazy friend to help them. Oh, Homer's visual here is just a brilliant. <laughs> what is that? It's like a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah. And then the literal bump causes him to to jumble it properly in his head. Really? I don't want to be a wet blanket, but maybe you should give yourself up. Marge, it's a matter of principle. I just can't let that deadbeat win again. So this is basically a, like a parody of Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah. It's completely... A movie I've never seen before. It works, though. It's not a bad movie. I know it's got Gina it Davis. It ends similar to... Sorry. Yeah. I know it's similar, but like it's implied that they die at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just... It's a ghost car. Oh, what a great line. Cars all over these highways That's now. fantastic. Ever seen that video of like that car that drives through the fence, and then uh, 
the, the, the police officer stops before the fence. It was, remember it was an internet thing probably like 15 years ago, maybe even longer than that. So a car chase and then like the car goes through the fence and everyone's like, how did the car go through the fence? And it's like, are you fucking dumb? Like obviously it just hit a spot in the fence where like the fence wasn't secured at the bottom. So it basically slid over top. I must have missed that one. Oh, I'm if, usually on top of these internet memes. If, it's not a meme. Mm. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's an old... Or, like, you know, the yeah, know uh, staples mean, of early internet culture. I'll, I'll send it to you. You'll see it. If, oh, this video. But if you were one of those people who thought that the car magically went through the fence, you're an idiot. Was the skirt blue or gold or whatever? Oh, not that crap. Don't start that crap. <laughs> I do love this part where it's, like, the hidden... Like, every single person is doing Thelma and Louise in the, in the, in the restaurant. Excuse me, diner. Mmm, yes. Yeah, hilarious. Everyone's doing the exact same shit. Marge, what are you doing? Ruth, I've done a lot of thinking, and I really consider you a friend. And an important part of friendship is... See, even that's a great guy. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, it's Curry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Kearney in the desert doing this? Oh man, that'd be a long bike ride. If we can keep these down, we'll be sitting pretty. Can't hear the eggs. Where did Wegan yeah, get the that's eggs? That's when they're done, I guess. And why are they? That's yeah. a good point. Don't worry, Mr. Hutz is still here to take care of us. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> This isn't the YMCA. This match, this is <laughs> that is. So he's living at the YMCA. Living at the YMCA, Where? he pulls a switchblade because clearly uh, something yeah. bad has happened before. Uh, my road, uh, looks to be asphalt. Um, oh geez, trees, shrubs. Uh, I'm directly under the earth, sun. Now. This would be me describing where I am. Yeah. And then even Hutz is eating one of the popsicles right now. That's great. Oh, that's one of two. And Marge Simpson of Springfield. <gasps> cool. I always knew someday Mom would violently rise up and cast off the shackles of our male oppressors. Eh, shut your yap. At the risk of editorializing, these women are guilty and must be dealt with in a harsh and brutal fashion. Otherwise, <laughs> the behavior could incite other women this leading is great. to anarchy of biblical proportions. It's in Revelations, people! <laughs> Crazy cat. <laughs> I love that. Love that technical difficulty. That they have it. That the station has it on standby makes it even better. Like they're waiting for him to crack. We're gonna be okay. Man, the pacing. Of, this episode just is flying by, but in the best way possible. Oh, it's great. Like every. It's a great episode. Fifteen seconds or something great. I give up. A single mother can't win in a man's world. Ruth, that's a lot of bully. It's not over until it's over. Sorry, I should have asked first. No, Marge, you did it. We really are gonna make it now. I thought Marge just turned a wheel like Ruth couldn't think of that. Oh, no, they're headed right for the Grand Chasm. Oh, my God, they're gonna drive right into it just to teach us men a lesson. And it's all <laughs> my fault. Marge, Marge. Homer? Look, Marge, I'm sorry I haven't been a better husband. I'm sorry about the time I tried to make gravy in the bathtub. <laughs> Tried to make. I love that line so much. The gravy in the bathtub. You're right. I am lucky to have him. But please, Marge, don't drive into that chasm. 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 Mm. 
And that's how Thelma and Louise just ends, right? They're flying through the air? Uh, yeah, the credits, yeah. Land on landfill. Those idiot environmentalists were protesting this landfill. Solid waste. I could kiss you. Yeah. Oh, I love the the like the grease or that the, whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Homer's lips. Oh, it's so good. Or I guess it's technically in his beard. It's like the second best garbage scene I think in The Simpsons. Yes. The judge dismissed her ex-husband's auto theft charges and forced him to. And here's the dragnet ending. I never really understood this when I was a kid. I, I came to appreciate it a lot, especially this Hutz part. Lionel Hutz, a.k.a. Miguel Sanchez, a.k.a. Dr. Nguyen Van Thok, was paid $8 for his 32 hours of babysitting. He was glad to get it. Marge Simpson was charged with a... <laughs> so basically he was paid 40 cents an hour. Yeah, which he was very happy. And he got two popsicles. And I love how Marge is charged with destroying the antique cans. And $2,000 in punitive damages and mental anguish. Homer Simpson was remanded to the custody of the United States Army Neurochemical Research Center at Fort Meade, Maryland, for extensive testing. That's great. And then I love how many times Homer's been tested by scientists. Yeah, there's always something going on, even if it's at work, like the, the body fat percentage thing. Uh, or, yeah, like, he, he's always being... Or when they thought he was Bigfoot. Or when they thought he was Bigfoot. Like, there's so many times where, like, he could be something that's not human. Um... Yeah, that, that's absolutely fantastic. All right, I'm calling it right now. Up until this point in the series of what we have seen so far, this is the most underrated episode in Simpsons history so far. I'm sure there are some others in season 5, 6, 7, 8 that I'm forgetting off the top of my head that when we think of that Mount Rushmore, that top four, top five, whatever you want to call it, uh, of Simpsons episode, um, this one usually gets left out. But honestly, this shouldn't be. This... I thoroughly, thoroughly, I could watch this episode over and over again. I forgot, I knew I loved it, but I forgot I loved it this much. This is fantastic. This episode gets a 10 for me. I love this. What about yourself? Um, hmm. I'm definitely going to go higher. I'm going to go 9.9. 9. Uh, it's not quite perfect for me, but it is an excellent episode, and I agree with you that it is definitely highly underrated. What? Uh, what's holding you back from a 10? What's holding you back from a 10? Hmm, I don't know. My pride? I don't know. Um, Jeez. I don't really know. It's uh, there's there's nothing wrong with the episode at all. It has pretty much everything. Uh, I don't know. I just in my gut, I just don't. I don't feel passionate enough about the episode. I guess for it to be a ten, like it's not one of my favorite episodes, even though it's really good. It's just not the most memorable. I don't know why either, because it definitely has all the scenes that would make it memorable. It's very quotable. A lot of the things in this episode are quoted often amongst fans because of how well written it is. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's actually like, I should go to a ten. Honest, you know, I will go to a ten. There it is. What is wrong? Like, See, there's nothing you, you wrong with the episode. You talked it out, and that's just logic. That's what Stephen Hawking did right there. You just did. That's what true. Stephen Hawking did. Also, I'm really distracted right now because on if you go to the like the to select the commentary and stuff on. The, the if, if you're watching this on the disc, disc two, Marge on the Lamb, if you go to select like the commentary or um, subtitles or something like that, for some reason, the characters on the screen are the Flanders family as the Simpsons. So like Rod and to Todd is Lisa, which looks really weird. And they're all in Simpsons clothing. It's like yeah, it's they, just head yeah, they just replaced yeah. the head and they're just sitting on the Simpsons couch praying in uh, in the living room. It looks really, really weird. It's very, very strange to look at. But this one, this one was awesome. For my top joke, I already knew. 
I had a feeling this was going to be it. I didn't think anybody, or not anybody, anything could top what I was thinking mm-hmm. of. And that is uh, Homer and Hutz's negotiation in the dialogue. I, when I heard that as a kid, like, I don't know at what point I, when I watched this episode, but like the, 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 the number that Hutz starts with and like the misdirection that, you know, you think he's a lawyer and Homer replies with what he does with the eight bucks an hour or pays eight bucks for the night and two popsicles. And like the, the little negotiation topped off by the birdcage. Oh man, I, I love that so much. Hutz shines so much in this episode. The look, he's wearing a belt line. The uh, say hello to Miguel Sanchez. The ending where he's not only Miguel Sanchez, but like a Vietnam doctor, Dr. Nguyen Von Thok. Like so good. So good. This is one of Hutz's best episode, if not a candidate for the best. Uh, so that's my that's my top joke. What about yours? Uh, very good choice, and I would say most people would go with the antique cans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's up there. Ah, uh, gosh. There's a lot. There's a lot. In going in, I was going to go with the antique cans, but you know what? I'm going to switch it up. Antique cans is great. I thought you were going to go antique um, cans too, to be honest. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, pretty much for the sake of giving another gag that I think is not as, uh, you know, had a spotlight on it like antique cans. I'm gonna go with Homer smashing the, the oh the like weather that, station. Yeah, the weather station. I think that's funny. The whole I'm gonna smash it good, and then I got pretty hair. Like that sequence right there is yeah. Because Homer goes into like a weird state of like euphoria. Uh, like you see it in his eyes in the animation. Yeah, chock full of hormones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is that's a good point. Um, that is a really really good. Uh, uh, scene there i yeah that's true i i gotta say that's an underrated moment from an underrated uh episode so i guess that kind of makes sense that you would um pick uh something like that empty cans is still great empty cans is still my cans, my empty like, cans. like the fact that even the animation on the guy too like he looks like somebody that's been alive for 200 years and dresses like it and like the fact that you like it's one of those moments here you really it's not even a misdirection because you really think i guess it is that, that this is going nowhere. It's just Marge coming out of her shell and doing something new that, you know, Ruth is trying to uh, show her. And the fact that that guy comes in, it's like the, the, the perfect cherry on top because it's just nonsense on top of a great storyline evolution, um, which makes this the, the golden age, which we're in right now, this show so great. So I give it a 10. You give it a 10. Uh, this is definitely mm-hmm. one of the most underrated episodes in the history of the show. Um, but the only thing more underrated than the, this episode is when Shane does his wonderful plug time. So take it away. Yeah, I'll keep this one short and sweet. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Simpson underscore EB, for all updates related to the podcast. Please do. And then if you're on Spotify, which most of you are, uh, if you could please click follow on our page as well as rate us five stars. That does really help out the show. And if you'd like to donate some money to the podcast, there's a link in the description called Buy Me a Coffee. Click that link, donate whatever money you feel comfortable. It will go to a good cause, which is our eventual, you know, event uh, involving various amounts of, uh, you know, different kind of carnival-esque uh, booths, if you will. Yeah, We're going to have a Cokedale uh, grandpa booth. We're going to have, uh, you know, a dog booth, mostly just hounds, I would say. I think we agreed on just hounds. Um, and then what was the third one that we added? Uh, it was, uh, we could uh, add a an Andy Dick, uh, dart throwing. Yeah. Yeah. Or like yeah. punch out an Andy Dick impersonator. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. no, it was, uh, it was an eating contest, wasn't it? 
Oh, uh, yeah, okay. What was it? Hot dogs? I don't remember Donuts? now. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to go back and... We'll need more money to remember. So if yeah, you could please click yeah. that link. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, we need some uh, more... We appreciate all listeners, by the way. We hit a new milestone. That's we right. have over uh, 20,000 dollars. That's it's right. Great. As of this yeah. recording, yeah, we... Uh, not too long before this, uh, we hit 20,000. So um, I think I, I think I said it best on Twitter. Thank you to all the all of our listeners from those in Ames, Iowa, to other places in Iowa. We thank you very much. We'll get out there someday. We'll do a live episode. We'll do all the best that Iowa has to offer, whatever it may be. You can show us around and show us your big building and other big building, just like the city of Cleveland. Uh, we'll do it all. We'll do all the best stuff in Iowa and have a, have a hell of a time. Um, so thank you for everyone uh, for listening. Jeez, um, you know, episodes like this are why we do it. You know, we've had Shane and I have been having more so Shane a rough work week. Uh, <laughs> so to come and do something like this and have some great laughs uh, and enjoy it with a friend and enjoy it with all of you is something that we love to do and we're going to continue to do. Uh, we'll catch you next time for Bart's inner child. That should be a fun one. Uh, Brad Goodman, very underrated character. Um, and to play us out, Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on the subject of underrated, so give me what you think, just a snippet, maybe the chorus or something like that, mm-hmm. of what you think uh, is a really, really underrated song. From the, Don't pick Oasis, though. Nothing from Oasis, nothing okay, from Okay, okay. Give, give me a nice underrated 90s song. There's a song that I'm really hoping that you'll... I'm actually going to write it down somewhere, whether it's in my phone or something, hmm. so I bring it up. Okay. Um, I'm not the best person to obviously get music right. If anyone's been listening throughout the series, I do not get any of the uh, trivia right, but okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, okay, I got to I'm, I'm curious to see if it will even be close to being, it's it's a group. It's it's like a group, um, not, not an individual I'm thinking singer. of a song personally, but I don't, I feel like other people know the song and it's kind of popular. Okay, well, let's <laughs> see if we're on the same page. Shane is going to play us out now with that underrated song. We'll catch you next time for Bart's Inner Child. Here we go. Take care. Play us out, Shane.